Nerd Soul. Oh, yeah. Late Ill Kid at one you're still holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. Like, comment, subscribe. Let's go because we got some <laughs> soul taku goodness, y'all. We got Ninja Kamui in the house. And this third episode does a great job of laying the groundwork on the villain side that I liked a lot. We had a conversation between Master Yamaji and I believe this character that wasn't really named particularly and maybe maybe he was and I just missed his name because um, I'm going to watch the episode maybe two, three more times. But maybe I missed his name, but the conversation between these two, uh, the short guy, he was like super extra. He had a really big head and a little body. Um, but he came across like very weird and extra almost for the sake of it like he's over the top because he's you know he's so crazy he's in a taboo life industry you know where you killing people you know it's not a regular nine to five job so he brings the crazy and ratchets it up with it and what i see here is a discussion basically it seems to be a discussion between the new management i guess you could say and the old guard that is still allowed to operate under the umbrella of the the you know parent company uh because master yamaji definitely seems like he's now kind of looking up to hmm maybe not Maybe not the new management or the new leadership, but it's got to be something close because the way he was talking to him seemed almost, and let me know if I'm tripping, but it seemed like he was kind of talking down to him to a certain degree. And maybe I'm, maybe I was tripping, but it seemed like he was kind of talking down to him and basically telling him how things was going to be. And with... <laughs> With how extra he is, and also, I guess you could say how efficient he is, because you saw how he took down that whole, you know, security detail at the beginning of the episode. I mean, I guess he does have some, he got a little something to back up the talk with, but we still haven't seen Master Yamaji kind of open up when it comes to, you know, battle, when it comes to you know, basically defending himself or going on the offense to besides dealing with exiles. Um, and so that's one thing that I think is very interesting when we when we lay out the groundwork for the villains. Then we get a conversation later on with Master Yamaji and the guy who's the CEO of Alza. And I missed his name too. Let me know if y'all know is because I missed his name and I had the, the captions on, but maybe I was taking a sip of water or something and missed it. But their relationship seems to be very, the guy from Alza said they're partners, but it's very clear that he needs uh, permission from Master Yamaji because he was like uh, talking about blowing up the, the, rest, the restaurant. When he was talking about it, it was almost like he was like, well, you see, you know, we just wanted to do this and just check it out. You know, we just wanted to make sure it was, you know, it was very almost like apologetic like please don't be mad that i did this kind of thing and master yamaji definitely made it clear that like you don't do nothing like this unless you clear it with me and the vibe that i got from the alza guy is that he was scared 
of Yamaji and I guess ninjas in general and that's not the vibe that I had before this episode before this episode I was wondering if maybe he was the head of the ninjas but now it seems like he's a partner but more of a scared partner that just provides mad technology because in that technology we find out that you know that um what is it that that uh scythe or whatever that the uh the uber eats ninja was using was made by uh, a technology that was patented by alza so it seems like these three the the small dude with the big head master yamaji and his original clan of ninjas or you know like the power base of ninjas from japan and alza have kind of made this unholy trinity to sort of I guess control the world with a silent hand you know to a certain degree um and i like where that's going i like that we saw their relationships without them spelling it out particularly but we saw them interact with one another and we were able to gain you know what we what we wanted to and i mean basically i saw what i saw you might have saw something different but we get to kind of form our own opinions based on their interactions with one another which i thought was really great um in in addition to that on the flip side of the sort of i guess what you could say maybe the unholy trinity to a certain degree we also see that there is trouble in paradise amongst the ninjas because and let me know if i'm tripping but the the fight that went down um with the ninja that had the wind powers um when they were talking about the reaper um this seems like a dust up amongst ninjas and exiles but outside of master yamaji like this at least it came off to me like this is something that is outside of master yamaji and the small dude with the big head and alza and this is like their own just kind of like inner turmoil beef that ninjas or exiles have on their own before you know in addition to whatever's going on with the with the ninja clan um so i think that helps bring more conflict more you know i guess more cooks in the kitchen as far as having a show that's not just good guys bad guys now there's like there's good guys there's bad guys there's semi good guys there's sort of bad guys that don't really know that they're bad you know that kind of thing um and i think that that does a good job of kind of like fleshing out the world that we're living in we also get to see more or hear more about the ninja arts and um they're called superhuman from the dude that works at uh that runs alza and uh the ninja they're called ninja arts from i believe the dude that was talked to talking to yamaji so we get to get a little bit more of that as well as as they're just kind of like speaking about what they're doing from day to day um but without beside the villains you know what i'm saying because you know we got villains but you know slide the villains to the side one thing that i thought was cool is that we got to clearly put mike and emma in the good guy side because the last episode, I was wondering, well, maybe they're, you know, they could be trying to still put up a front, but it's clear that they are on the good guy side because, ooh, uh, Mike, yo, Coop, 
you might be right, Coop. Man, Mike might not make it out, but but I could still be right. Like I said, Mike might make it out, but he'll be, you know what I'm saying, they'll be wheeling him, wheeling him out of the hospital until he get back on that, you know, that rehabilitative surgery, you know what I'm saying, or, or that, you know, that physical therapy, you know, getting that rehab, learn how to walk again. So we'll, we'll see how it go, man. I hope Mike don't end up dead because the dude did, his ex-partner did say, yo, man, look, just take a leave of absence. I don't know what's going on, but leave these crazy people alone. And he was like, nah, I don't let go of a case. I don't do that. I'm too, I'm too strong in my convictions. All right. Maybe he didn't say it like that, but you know what I mean? He kind of said it like that. So also following that scene and having him and Hagan meet up and basically formally ally themselves with one another. They're sharing information. They're working together. They're defending one another. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm ready. I'm, I think we have a clear set pace of what's going on with the show. We got clear uh, defined, you know, characters and sides. And now I'm ready to go forward. I'm, I'm ready. I'm hype. It's good to see Emma come through. Shouts out to the Volkswagen bug. The bug is still a cool car, man. The bug was cool when I was little. It's cool now. Uh, I mean, it's a little car, but it's a cool little car. And also having a huge giant moving computer is not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. Like a like a little baby command center or something like that. That's, that's sweet, even though it got toe up. But, you know, between her having the ability to like black out the windows and, and serve up like all the information, I thought that was awesome. Uh, but it also did get toe up and it was super coordinated. This lets, this lets me know that little dude with the big head that's all like, he's way too turned on by this stuff but anyway we'll skip that we ain't gonna touch that in this show but like he's definitely got eyes everywhere because this seemed to be a meeting that was not on the fbi books and he was not able to find not only able to find out where they were but to attack them and also orchestrate that truck that hit them because i'm pretty sure that that trash truck or whatever that hit them that sideswiped them or whatever or caught them on the blind side definitely was set up by that dude so, you know, we've we've got a lot of killing to do. Like, <laughs> Higan got a lot of killing to do. And I like how Mike was like, look, man, I'm going to have to arrest you at the end of this. But, hey, there's, you know, there's other people that can go ahead of you. You know what I'm saying? Because he's, I mean, shoot. It's, it's, you know, like, yes, he is murdering people. But he's murdering murderers. So, it's all right. It, like, cancels out. Like, all right, think, think about this. Like, if I was a judge, I'm sitting there, they're like, here come the judge. Here come the judge. And I come sit down. They're like, yo, man, this dude murdered people. I'd be like, oh, snap, he murdered some people, man. I'm about to put this dude in jail. They'd be like, well, he murders murderers. And I'd be like, so he only murders murderers? And they'd be like, yeah. And be like, so the only people he's ever murdered are people that be murdering people. And you're like, yeah. So the people that murder people, they be murdering, do they be murdering murderers or they be murdering regular people? And it was like, they be murdering regular people. And I'd be like, so he be murdering murderers that murder regular people that, that just innocent citizens. And they'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, well, he good then. <laughs> Cause he good. But guys, let me know your thoughts down low, man. I, I'm chilling on this. We're going to get into the next show, but Ninja Kamui, I am loving it. I'm I am here for it. This show is John Blazini, for real. Uh, also, <laughs> the whole mysterious deaths from all of Alza's competitors and rivals, 
So, Jujutsu Kaisen is an anime that I had I, I've been off for a minute. Alright? I've been I've been slipping. Life has been going on. I've been missing things. Cause the last time I last time I was there, Mari Povich brought in DNA diagnostics. And with the blood test results, he said that yes, that's right, Yuji has a brother. Alright? And not only does he have a brother, but this brother almost killed him, but now is doing everything to make things right and got his back. Alright? He out there, he gonna fight against evil Guido. Alright, because Guido, this ain't the you know, this ain't the real Guido. I mean Guido won't like awesome, but he's still a good guy. Well, no, he was a bad guy, but now it is not it's it's a different bad guy, all right? Anyway, but we also saw Yuki come through. Alright? Yuki came in. Came through in the clutch. Alright? Because your boy Yuji was about to take an L. Then we found out that Kamo not, Naritoshi, not, who, Nor, Noritoshi? Anyway, Kamo. Alright? Kamo, he the man. He the one that's been taking over bodies, getting his Shang Sun on. Alright? That's where I left off. I was like, oh snap. DNA Diagnostics said that he got a brother. He got a whole bunch of brothers. I don't know what Toto gonna say about this, but I mean, at least hey, he a good guy. I mean, well, he's not a good guy, but he a good guy now. We'll see how it plays out at the end of this. But I finally caught up, y'all. I saw the finale. Ooh, boy, man, look. The only thing that makes me mad about this is because you know we ain't gonna see season three until 2032. So, <laughs> man, look. All right, peep this, right? So. The thing that's awesome about this finale is not that because we don't really get a lot of fight scenes in this, especially for a show where every episode has been like this knockdown, drag out, you know, heavyweight bout match that we've seen. This episode does a lot to lay the groundwork for the absolute poop show. That's bruh, okay. First thing, um, someone in the comments, let me know, um, y'all Jujutsu Kaisen people that are like reading the manga. Now, at the same time, don't spoil me, but give me a little clarification because um, Kamo says that he's going to bring back the Haiyan period, the, the Heian, the Haiyan, either Heian or Haiyan period. And I don't remember seeing what that was. So somebody, you know, put me up on game on what that was, but you know basically he's saying like this is going to be the world of the future he's bringing you know what would essentially be like a thousand malicious ugs all these beasts and you know spirits and stuff coming out and they said there's going to be i mean there's more than 10 million cursed spirits like this is this is like an extinction level event this is crazy and so much so that the the Japanese government, I mean, they like, yo, man, uh, we might have to tell people that cursed spirits exist. Because, I mean, of course, they've been keeping anything on the low low. I mean, I guess, you know, you don't want people to panic. You know, it ain't no need to be telling if they ain't no need to be telling. You know what I'm saying? So, if don't nobody know nobody, no nobody don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the the news reports the the governmental conversations do a good job for me uh in providing like a, a larger global context to 
where the, or how this affects other countries, other societies, because they were saying like, hey, basically Japan is like the, the epicenter, basically. So, you know, they're, the, you know, they're the most to worry about, but they do bring up possible foreign aid. You know, because, I mean, it's not like her spirits is just going to be like, well, you know, I can't leave Japan. You got to stay right here. You know, they probably going to be like, yo, I want to go terrorize somebody else. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, hey, I want to I want to kill other people. So, you know, they might cross a cross a barrier or a border or they want to go into Korea or China or, you know, Philippines or, you know, over to Hawaii, wherever they're going to be. They, you know, they ain't, they're not bound to just one country. So the response might be completely different when looking at um, how other countries respond, how other countries view this, I guess, secret that Japan has been keeping, or maybe it's not a secret. Maybe the other countries you know, know it as well. I mean, cursed spirits, like I said, cursed spirits aren't only bound to, I guess, the borders of what they, they don't care about geography. You know what I'm saying? So this will be interesting to see if we're going to get any new characters from, you know, I don't know, any the, the surrounding, you know, like surrounding countries in Asia or maybe over from Africa, Europe, America, something like that, Australia, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It, it'll be interesting to see if we get any responses from those places and what it'll be like, you know, like what that response will be like, what it will entail, like, you know, will they... Will they be happy about coming and helping? You know, will they be ready and willing to come and assist? Or will they be like, you know, we're going to help you out, Japan, but we want this. Or we want that. Or they might be like, that's your problem, not mine. You know what I'm saying? Or, I mean, they might not even touch it at all. Um, so that's that's another issue. I mean, they might, they might not even, you know, approach that type of subject. Um, but I thought, I thought that would be, or I thought that was a cool thing to add into their story to at least give me or us the idea of like, oh, okay, so what would the wider global community do? You know, and I mean, cause think, I mean, I'm sure people in Japan, they were already talking about evacuation. I mean, if, say if you're like, all right, I'm living in Japan, I'm chilling, kicking it. And I found out that Japan is the epicenter of the, the cursed spirits. And they're all kind of, this is their home base. Well, guess what? I'm gonna wanna leave. Well, every other country is going to start taking on tons of refugees because they're going to be like, yo, man, I ain't saying that Japan is crazy here. So then what will that response be? Like not only response as far as foreign aid is like maybe sending troops or sending sorcerers, you know, from, you know, from America or from Britain or China or Philippines or wherever, Singapore or something like that, you know what I'm saying? Or sending over, you know, I don't know, cursed uh cursed energy users or whatever from afghanistan or something or india instead of that there's also the response of like yo this influx of people leaving japan by boat plane whatever just getting getting out of dodge basically because it's like yo it, it's crazy these things are just running rampant and killing folks eating folks blood flying all over the place like you saw the news report like it the dude moved his camera came back it was just a blood splatter and then, of course, his camera went black, so you know what happened. So it's about to get crazy. Even, and it don't even seem like Kamo is tripping because uh, Kamo was like, um, he, in my opinion, he kind of taunted Sukuna. 
so like is this dude like that is he that dope like is because it seemed like he taunted Sukuna to a certain degree and Sukuna didn't say nothing I mean or maybe he couldn't because you know Yuji's in control right now maybe he couldn't but it it seemed like Guido or sorry Kamo ain't tripping on him at all um but the way they end the show is even wilder because I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a time jump, but then they start. They go on this joint like our, our boys on the run. Like all right, they say Gojo is permanently expelled. They they say he's a co-conspirator, and then saying that even if he if he is unsealed, if someone does unseal him, that's a crime. They they go they gonna kill that dude, or at least that's what it seemed like. Then they say, uh, was it Masamichi? They're saying that he was in on it. Like he made this happen. I don't know if this if they're disavowing this dude. Maybe it's one of them things where it's like um Mission Impossible where they're like, yo, look, if if you if you get caught, we we pretend like we don't know who you is. Maybe that's it. Because bruh, they it seemed like they like we don't know him, uh, we don't know none of them, and we sentenced them all to death. Even Yuji is up for execution. I mean, well, he already was, but they were staying in the execution. And when I saw Yuta come back, I was like, oh, word, Yuta, he's he's here to help out. All right, word. And it's like, nah, he's here to execute Yuji. So I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened? Like, I thought Yuji and, what is it, Rita, Rika? Is it Rika? Rita, Rika, whatever the girl name is. I, I thought they was cool. Like, last time we saw them in the movie, they was all right. Like, I'm like, what is going on up in here? Maybe I need to watch the movie again. I could have swore they left on positive terms. And, man, this this finale got me. Why, like, I am really questioning what I... It's almost... Okay, because when they jump to this whole thing, like, Gojo is, you know, Gojo is expelled. Masamichi is sentenced to death. Yuji, he's going to be execution now. It, don't it feel like it feel like I missed like three episodes or something? I'm like, hold up, what happened? How y'all? What happened to them? They ain't doing nothing. They was they trying to help. Like, don't and, and there's gotta be there's gotta be other you know sorcerers that can vouch for them and be like, nah, man, they good people. Like, what? I, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out what in the world is going wrong in this world now. So, guys, look, I'm glad I caught up on it. My mind is still spinning. Of course, it'll be theory time for the next six years until the next season come back. But holler at me. I'm going to holler at you down in them comments. Let's talk Ninja Kamui. Let's talk Jujutsu Kaisen. Of course, I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be able to get out of here without giving a shout out to uh, Lynn Vidal, Deep House Nation, Enrique Carrion. Y'all be you know supporting the kid, whether you give one penny or all the pennies. They're all appreciated. And we all put it towards you know trying to get these hard drives, these lights, these cameras and stuff because the live show will be returning as soon as possible. <laughs> Until the next time that you are on the run and you are wanted for being a good guy. This is from us. You just saying peace. Peace.